Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales mini episode style. Over the next three weeks, I have a little something special for you. I'm going to be breaking down my formula for the sanity roadmap for selling more art. The same thing that I teach inside of my consistent income program so that you can get a little bit of behind the scenes about what you should be working on in order to sell more art without losing your mind. Also, real quick, I just wanted to say that season two of Intuitive Art Sales is coming up where I'm going to interview 12 artists at different stages in their business to help them pick out the next step and break it down with them and for them about how to move forward the fastest, how to make more sales more consistently for higher prices than they ever have before with better work-life balance. So if you are interested in being one of those guests, go to the show notes and make sure you get your application in. Okay, now back to this roadmap I was talking about. Imagine a triangle. We're going to slice it horizontally. Okay, so we're going to create three sections. There is a top of the triangle, a middle, and a bottom. Now, Today, we're going to be talking about the bottom. The bottom of that triangle is all about creating a solid plan and building our foundation. Because without that foundation to build on, it gets really hard to do the other two pieces. The middle of the triangle, that is about building your confidence. And the good news is this is actually something that you can actively participate in. But we'll get more to that next week. And then the top of that triangle is called connecting with buyers. And it's all about how to make sure that you are doing the things in order to get front of those right buyers. But today, like I said, we're going to talk about that bottom of the triangle, creating a plan. And we're going to go even a little bit further and divide that bottom of the triangle into three more sections. And the first section we're going to talk about is identifying your ideal art buyer. This is really important to be able to move up the rest of the triangle. And I also, I want to back up for just a second and say that no matter where you are at in your business, whether you're making $0 so far or you're averaging $100,000 a year, this triangle works to build your business from here on out. You start at the bottom, you work your way to the top, Maybe, you know what, maybe I should have made it into a circle. Way too late now. We're stuck with the triangle because I've had it for so long. So at this point, once you get to the top, it's time to start over again at the bottom because as we grow, these things evolve. It's not that you're completely starting from scratch every time. It's that you're building and tweaking and refining. And you start to understand yourself better. Every time we go back to that foundation, just refine it more and more so that you can be more authentic, genuine, and yourself in your art, in your business, in your life, 
And then all of those things combined because they're really not separate. All right, so back to identify your ideal art buyer. I don't teach this like other people do. You've probably heard something along the lines of create a persona, one person that you're talking to, paint a picture of them in your mind, decide how old they are, what they like to do for a living, what they look like, what they like to do in their free time, all of that. And that's great. And actually, that is probably a pretty good way to do things for most businesses. But for artists, in my experience, that works a little bit differently. Because people buy from you. You probably heard me say this. People buy from you because of connection. If they don't need that connection, they're just going to go to Hobby Lobby or buy a painting at a thrift store or just have all their parents' old artwork or something like that. But art people, people who are going to buy your art, want a connection to the piece. They value that connection. So they either connect to you. This is where most, most artists start out if you haven't had a lot of buyers. The people who are already around you, those are the people who are going to be your buyers. And as we grow our business, that circle grows. So that connection is always going to be a strong one. But it could also be that they perhaps connect with the subject matter that you're painting. Maybe you paint horses. And that means you're going to have a stronger connection with people who maybe are cowboys or live in rural areas or who are more into agriculture. There can be a really deep connection just from your subject matter. Not everyone has that necessarily because it just depends what you paint. But there is always some sort of connection there. It could even be just like, I love your style and I really resonate with it. I can't identify why, but I do. That is harder for us to identify on our end. Another way to identify these people is through people you have values and interests and hobbies in common with people that you would want to call your friend. So there's all these different places you can pull from and different amounts of overlap and whatnot. But when you start to find all of these parts and pieces, you can see who has the most likelihood of connecting with your art. So if we used the model where we just had one person, we would really eliminate a lot of the connection points that could be had from all of these different areas. So we're not looking for just one specific type of person. We're looking for a variety of people with different connection points with us. Almost always with my clients, what I like to do is start creating a list of these people so that we can see that we have them already around us and we can start to nurture those relationships before we even have to go out and find more buyers and try to convince them to buy from us. Actually, we don't do that. No convincing around here, just side note. But where can we start with what we have? So moving on up the triangle, the second piece of your foundation, again, that needs to be reevaluated re over and over is knowing where to spend your time. So if you are just starting out, if you're starting to make a little progress, you're making $500, $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 a month, the things that are going to make the most impact for you are going to be different than for someone who's further along. But as a starting place, as a general rule of thumb, I find that the biggest mistake that people make here is spending the majority of their time making content, Instagram posts, emails tweaking their website, creating opt-ins, all the content side of the market. 
while that is important, it, it really truly is, and it plays a role, we'll talk about that in week three of this series. Unless you're further along, that is the wrong place to spend the majority of your time. And even then, even if you are really far along in your business, there's a good chance that you may still be placing too heavy of an emphasis on it. So almost always, I recommend that about half your time be spent making art. This is an art business, after all, right? You have to have art to sell. You can sell out every single time you put something out, but you're not spending enough time making art. You're going to have issues. If you are someone who doesn't know how to sell anything, but you're not making enough art, you're not going to know who you are. You're not going to learn your voice. You're not going to learn what makes your artwork yours. You're not going to have an inventory to sell. You're not going to grow as an artist. So making art is a really important part of having an art business. And that sounds really like a duh moment. I know. But most artists are spending much less than 50% of their time making art because they're trying to figure out how to sell it. And I get that. You know how to make the art. You don't know how to sell it. So that is where all of your effort is going. But actually, making the artwork is going to help you to sell it. The other piece of this time puzzle that most people are missing or severely undervaluing is that grassroots, the talking to people, the relationships. If we know who our ideal art buyers are, we can start learning who to talk to, who's most likely to buy our artwork right off the bat, who's going to help us get in front of more people who's going to share us and recognize us and recommend us. And that is the fastest way to increase your income. Again, the, the content marketing has its place, but that grassroots effort side of things is going to get you a lot further, a lot faster. The term that I use for this is called relationship marketing. If you've ever watched my masterclass, The Artist Day, I recommend as a general rule, and this will change depending on where you are at and what you need from day to day, but 50% of your time making the art, 25% of that in the relationship marketing, grassroots marketing side, and 25% of that time content marketing. So keep that in mind. The next time your to-do list is full of things like make three reels, write a newsletter, edit my website, upload the product descriptions, write a series description, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, art making, talking to people. Keep that content side to about 25% of your time. If you do, you will see a huge increase in things working. So that third section, moving on up the triangle, the third section on our foundation, the bottom of the triangle, is to increase our income potential. In this section, it's really about knowing what your numbers are and what you're wanting to sell for the next period of time and how much it should cost and do you have enough to meet your goals. It's just, it's starting to tune in and turn it into math. I don't like math, but I like business math because it makes things so much easier to understand when things aren't working. If you're not spending your time making art, like I said before, you don't have art to sell. If you set a higher income goal for yourself than you made last month, let's say you're currently making $1,500 a month and you want to up that to $2,000 a month. If the artwork you do not have for sale does not at least match $2,000, and honestly, I'd recommend even doubling that, so $4,000, because not every piece is going to sell immediately. 
So if you want to sell 2000 you should have $4,000 worth of art to sell. And then just by simple math, you're more likely to meet your income goals because you have inventory. You have things for people to buy. And that means you can get to those goals. But if you have a goal and you don't have enough artwork, that doesn't mean that you need to go hide in a hole and create, 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 create. And then you can start talking about it, putting yourself out there. Because if you do that, then you're behind. Now people have to catch up with what you've been doing. So really that that second part of that triangle, knowing where to spend your time, sticking with a similar ratio is going to always help. And if your goal is higher than you have the inventory for, okay, so maybe we have to lower a goal for right now because we're going to start creating art. We're going to work towards that goal. We're going to get there. But we have to start somewhere. Really, my point here is don't beat yourself up. If you don't have the artwork to meet your income goals and then you're sitting over here beating yourself up that you just can't make it as an artist, that's not the case. We're just talking about math here. We don't have enough. We're not putting ourselves out there enough. We don't have enough to sell to make our goals yet. So we're going to work towards that slowly bit by bit. So another piece of this is looking at the different sizes of your artwork, like the showcase pieces, the really big, beautiful works of art that you'd love to spend all your time on, but you're like, I have no idea how they're ever going to sell. Or maybe like those little tiny pieces that take you no time at all, and you know you can get them out the door for 100 bucks a piece, but they're not really getting you to where you want to go. So looking at how all the different sizes and pieces fit into your business model. When are you focusing on each one? What is the purpose? And there's lots of room in here for inspiration. But at the same time, having some sort of strategy behind what you are making and why can get you a long way. All right, so that's the quick overview, the bottom piece of that triangle that you're creating, your foundation, your solid plan. If you want to dive a little bit deeper into I do have a free class you can watch called The Sanity Roadmap. I'll include a link to it in the show notes just in case you want to watch. If not, you can just wait for next week and we'll go over the next portion, that middle of the triangle about building confidence. Also, don't forget, if you are interested in being a guest for season two of Intuitive Art Sales, I'm also putting the application link for that in the show notes so that you can get that or the Sanity Roadmap to sell more art by checking that out. All right. Thanks for being here. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And if you have a couple extra seconds in your day, would you take the time to rate this show with how many stars you think it deserves? I would be ever so grateful. See you next time.